management, leadership. If you're all about that, I know that you're ready for the leaderish podcast. Ay, change your mindset because it is vital. Remembering the leader is not all about a title. It's about helping others level up, get their best. Talking about the skills, time to focus, time to represent. Hey, Dr. Brandy, break it down just like that. Time to tune in to the leaderish podcast. Hey, let's go. The leaderish podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Leader-ish Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Brandy, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in for another episode, y'all. Season one is almost done. Literally, this is episode seven. We have one more episode to go after this, and I really am proud of what the discussion has been thus far. You guys have been sending in questions and things like that. So I'll figure out about some behind the scenes kind of Q&A episodes, something that I'll do. We'll figure that part out um, to make sure that we get those addressed. But wow, this this has been a wild ride and I'm, I'm already looking forward to, to season two. So that being said, if this is your first time listening to the Leader-ish podcast, welcome. And I recommend that you actually go back to episode one. Like this season, I decided to really do things in a sequential order because look, we had to break some things down before we built them back up. And so we are in the rebuilding process. And if you missed some of the concepts, you know, you, you can listen to this episode, but go back. It's going to hit different if you do it that way. It's going to be amazing. So for everybody else, um, remember, you can reach out, text me directly, 215 if you need some advice, Q&A, whatever it is, just reach out to me. Um, I have a community. And so you'll be able to get updates on what I'm doing, what's going on. Looking forward to connecting with you um, there. All right, guys. So let's get it in. And I always need to remind you all of who your host is and what my perspective is about leadership. I believe that we are in the biggest leadership crisis that the world has ever seen. I believe that we do not need any more followers, but we need leaders to solve today's world problems. But those leaders have need to really focus on their character and not titles because leadership really is about your character and not just your title. I believe that leadership is a great equalizer, not education. We were told a lie. I know some very well-educated people that are not great leaders at all. And so it's not about your certificate or your degree or your, your, that piece of paper, because that's all it really is. It's really about you showing up with that leadership spirit that we talked about. What was that? Episode three or episode four? I can't remember, but welcome to the Leader-ish podcast. So let's get it in. Today, we're talking about Embracing boldness, bravery, and boundaries. Embracing boldness, bravery, and boundaries as a key factor to you being successful as a leader. And you know, I start most episodes with a thesis, right? And so my thesis for today's episode is that all leaders must embrace boldness, bra bravery, and boundaries. All leaders must embrace boldness, bravery, and boundaries to be successful, Okay, you don't have to have it right away, but you have to start by embracing it. So we're going to talk about this embracing boldness, bravery and boundaries. And y'all know I love a good definition. So we're going to spend some time today really unpacking what some of these words really mean. So we're on the same page and then we'll get to kind of what does that look like? And we'll talk about that in um, episode eight you know, putting it all together so that so that you can be aware of kind of what that looks like. So let's get it in. Let's get started. 
So the first thing I want to really talk about is this idea of embracing boldness, bravery, and boundaries. So what is the definition of embrace? To embrace means to accept or support willingly and enthusiastically. I'm not asking you to be bold, be brave, and have boundaries right away. I'm not asking you to do that. Okay, I'm not asking you to do that right away. When you log off from this episode, I do not think you will be able to successfully, um, you know, activate your boldness and bravery and boundaries after one podcast episode. But what I am asking you to do is the very first step, which is just embrace this concept. Embrace the idea that being bold, being brave and setting boundaries is something that has value for you. Accept support willingly and enthusiastically agree that being bold, being brave and setting boundaries is an important part of your leadership journey and your success. That's all I'm asking you to do, because at the end of the day, my job is to till the soil. I'm not going to drop all these seeds on top of concrete and wonder why it's not growing into anything in your life. I'm smart enough to know cognitively, psychologically, the stages of thought that you're going to have to go through in order to even be ready to do something like be bold, be brave and have boundaries. Because quite frankly, our world, I rarely see people in our world today who are really bold, brash, maybe, but not bold. And there's a difference. I really don't see a lot of people that are brave, offended, uh, maybe, but not really brave, you know, aggressive, but not really brave. And I don't see a lot of people who set boundaries. Nope. People pleasers. Absolutely. Or people that are just rude. But just because you're rude doesn't mean that you're setting a boundary. Selfish people. I see a lot of selfishness, but that's very different from setting a boundary. And so we need to know the difference between those things because it's very subtle. It's very nuanced. That selfish person says, I have good boundaries. No, no, you're selfish is what it is. You don't do anything for anybody except for yourself. Period. That's not boundaries. You're selfish, right? I'm, I'm brave. And no, you're not brave. You're aggressive all the time. You're rude. And you think that's being brave and courageous. And no, 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 you're just rude. And so we need to understand the difference. So what I want you to do is simply just embrace that. So let's go to the, these definitions. Let's break this down. What does it mean to be bold? Because I think that a lot of times we put people on a pedestal and we make them out to be something special because it lets us off the hook for stepping into doing the things that they do. And, and th- we do this because it's comparison, really. And so I don't want you to compare yourself um, to others in trying to get to this place of boldness because I know some of you are not bold at all but here's the thing boldness is not about being brash it's not about being loud it's not about being an extrovert we talk about this extrovert introvert and I'm an introvert and I'm an extrovert and blah 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 it's just stop right I'm an NSJJ and I'm a JJ I'm an elemental P and I'm a I'm an eagle with a little bit of a turtle and I'm a high D I'm a high D with a little bit of a C and it's like really like let's stop with all of this labeling because these labels also create this scenario in our lives where we are just resolved that that's who we are. But guess what? If I were to take the disc assessment, sure, I'm definitely a D. Y'all already know I'm a D. I'm just saying. (laughs) I really, I really need someone to just revoke access to the sound effects because I never do the right one at the right time if you listen to these episodes, but it it just, just whatever button that I press at the time, okay? Um, But 
It's one of those things where you need to be thinking about how you're showing up in these different ways and what that looks like. And it has nothing to do with whatever, um, you know, assessment that you've taken that told you you were one thing, because a lot of us are using that really as a cop out to still behave in a way that is not effective and efficient and productive for our lives. Right. So I, yes, can be a D in certain certain areas, but I also can be an I, an S or a C. I, I sure absolutely am, am extroverted, but I know when to pull back and to shut my mouth and not suck all the air out of the room and, and talk all the time. And I know how to do that. I have what they call self-regulation. When you have children, yeah, and they're newborn, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years old, they don't know how to regulate their emotions and things like that as well. But we're all adults here. And so the idea that you took an assessment and it just told you who you were, it kind of backs us into a corner where we feel like that's all we can do. That's the height of our value. And that's not the case. I don't believe that at all. And so for some of you, we need to stop thinking about these terms, these terms that I'm using today, like boldness, bravery and boundaries as these things, right, that are outgoing or that, you know, it, it looks one way, but it can look how you want it to look. Because quite frankly, being bold may be just being silent, quiet, holding your space and allowing um, some awkward silence to be there you, you ever know you guys know the benefit of some well-placed awkward silence oh my gosh like when someone's being disrespectful or someone's saying I don't have to fill in the gaps sometimes I'll just stay quiet sit with the discomfort I'll ask someone a question and they you know they don't look like they're trying to respond or this I'll sit right there and stare at them I could care less boldness that's that can be bold but let's break down the definition boldness a willingness to take risks and act innovatively, confidence or courage. Boldness defined is a willingness to take risks and act innovatively, confidence or courage, okay? So here's the thing, so far, I've heard the term willing twice now. When I gave the definition for embrace, it means to accept or support willingly and enthusiastically. When I give the definition for boldness, it means a willingness to take risks and act innovatively. It doesn't say take risks and act innovatively. That's not the first step. The first step is your willingness. And some of you are not willing to take any risks at all, but you want to be a leader? Or you're already a leader and wondering why you're not effective. I'm trying to get buy-in from blah, 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 blah. Well, you're playing everything so safe. You can't get buy-in because they want you to stick your neck out for them. They want you to advocate for them, advocate for the resources, advocate for the project, advocate for the timeline of the project to go faster. Your team is looking for you to do those things because you are the leader, right? You are the manager, correct? And so you don't even have a willingness to take risks. You want to play it safe and then want to contact Dr. Brandy and say, how do I get more buy-in? Well, you, well, your team sees you at the same level as they are. You just as scared as they are. Every time they ask you for something, you already plant a seed before you even ask anybody else that, you know, because the budget and you know how Bob is and you know how they are and I'll try and we'll see because, you know, they never do this. And that isn't something that we're used to doing. And you make excuse after excuse after excuse. And you wonder why they don't have any buy in. In order to be a leader, people should have to want to follow you. And if you're not even able to do the small things like ask, the worst someone can say is no. But at least you can gain some respect from your team because you put yourself out there to ask on their behalf. 
But you don't want to align yourself with the people who you're supposed to be serving to the people who you're supposed to be in service of their best interest. You don't want to align yourself and you want to align yourself with the higher ups. You want to align yourself with the people that can help you out, give you give you a chance. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that these types of managers and leaders don't get. If you are able to build that social capital and that social approval with the people who you serve, with the masses that can vouch for you, that can advocate for you, that when it's time to go up for the promotion, you have them on your side, you'll get a lot further. You will get a lot further. Okay, I'm just saying, I didn't do the full sound effect. I just did just a little bit. You will get a lot further if you actually have their support. But see, you're so busy trying to, Oh, I was going to say something that was a little, mm, my gosh, you're, let me just clean this up. You're so busy trying to impress those who are above you that you're missing out on an opportunity to gain the respect from the people who you serve or you're supposed to be serving the people who look up to you, your team. Well, it's hard because in the dynamics in my organization and when you're a middle manager, it's the toughest place to be and blah, 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 blah. I get that. But at what point are we, what can we do? At what point are we going to take control over what we can control? At what point are we going to innovate? Remember the definition of boldness, willingness to take risks and act innovatively. The whole essence of innovation is the fact that it has not been done before, that it is against the grain, that it is against the norm. Confidence or courage. Confidence comes in your mind before it shows up outside in any behavior. So this is a mentality. This is a part of your leadership spirit. This is a part of your leadership character, that boldness, that willingness that if you need to, you'll take a risk. Let me move on. The definition of bravery. We're hearing now I'm hearing seeing courage twice. So bravery, courage, I'm sorry, courageous behavior or character. Simple. Bravery, courageous behavior or character. I, I would remix it and I would say courageous character and behavior because your character comes first before you, your, 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 your mindset and your character comes first before any actions or behavior. But now this is the second time that we heard willingness, but now this is the second time we've heard courage. Boldness was confidence or courage. Bravery, courageous behavior and character or courageous character and behavior. Wow. If you're brave, you have a courageous character, which takes us back to being bold, which means that you take risks and that you can act innovatively. It all works together. The bravery part is what fixes what I said you won't do with the boldness to stick your neck out, to advocate for your team, to advocate for a resource, to advocate for more money. Here's the thing. Advocate, here's a problem with this. Because people think that if you have to advocate, if you have to be bold, you have to be aggressive. You have to be rude. You have to, but you need to be poised, polished, calm, cool, collected. I don't know where, you know, like the norm, you know, we, we, we give ourselves these ideas of what these words mean. And then we don't want to actually do that because it doesn't look good for us. We, we, but here's the thing. Don't use the bad example. Use the good example and use the right vocabulary. Bob wasn't being bold that time. He was actually being very aggressive. He wasn't being bold. So because in your head, you're saying, oh, you want me to show up like Bob? Not at all. We really don't want you to show up that way. Right. So we have to really redefine what these looks like. And part of that redefining what these terminologies look like in action is us doing it in a way that we think is integral, in a way that we think represents having a leadership character, doing it the right way. And so when you think about that courageous character and that be in that you need that in order to be bold and to take the risks and to act innovatively. Okay, 
Let's go to the next definition, boundaries, right? So the boldness and the bravery is cool. Some of you are going to pick up on that and you're going to be able to start being a little more bold, a little more brave, and that's good. But boundaries are a huge issue, especially if you're a leader or a manager, because you have to answer usually to someone above you and you and then you have to answer to people who are below you and serve people below you and people also potentially on your exact same level. So what are boundaries? It's a line that marks the limits of an area, a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line boundaries, a line that marks the limits of an area. What do we limit professionally as leaders where we need boundaries? We limit the amount of information, personal information that we share with others. Some of you, your team and everyone at your job knows all of your personal business, everything that's happening at home, everything that's happening with your child and everything. That, and you think you're just building a rapport. You're being friendly. And, you know, at work, you just all turned out to be friends. And there are some work environments, usually smaller ones or smaller teams where you guys really are honestly friends. Right. And so that's okay. If you if you are blessed enough in a workplace to really have that type of dynamic and environment, absolutely cool, good. I'm not talking about you. There's nothing wrong with it. But there are some of you that are trying to build organizational credibility as someone that has it all together, as someone that is a leader, as someone that that um, can be trusted. But see, the personal stuff that you're sharing with people is the exact opposite. You're sharing with them what's wrong with your son and your daughter. You're sharing with them all the issues and things that are going on, the stresses that you have. And so what it's doing, it's creating a conflicting brand because you want to show up and be seen as strong or be seen a certain way. But the personal stories that you're telling everybody is giving them a different perspective and perception about you and who you are. And so you want to really be mindful of that. Okay. Okay. Boundaries, a line that marks the limits of an area. Another boundary that we need to be setting is how people treat us, how people behave with us. There's, there are some of you that allow people to treat you negatively. You allow people, and and it doesn't matter if they are below you they're if they're one of your subordinates, if they're one of, um, you know, your colleagues, your peers on your same level, but you allow people to treat you and behave with you in a disrespectful way, in a way that says that you are not valued and you don't set set any boundaries. You allow people to dump work on you over and over again. And you're like, Dr. Brandy, how do I tell my supervisor, my director that I'm not going to do something like you don't tell your boss, you're not going to do it. I'm not saying you tell them that you, that you're not going to do it. But what I'm saying is do number one, which is take a risk. Number two, use some courageous behavior. Number three, and set that boundary and let them know, hey, just so you know, I'm I'm working on um, three projects in tandem right now and you just added a fourth. All of the deadlines are running around the same week. Is there any way I would love, I want to support what what you need me to do. I want to be able to get that project done. But I'll be honest, I'm not going to be able to get it done efficiently and effectively with the other three projects projects that I have to, to deal with, that I have to work on. So help me help you get this project done. Can maybe we move the deadline back? And if so, this is a better deadline. Um, maybe can we bring in someone else to help on this? Okay. And and here's the thing. It's negotiation. It's negotiating um, the circumstances because you're not a slave. You're not. And you're not superhuman and you're not a robot. And here's the thing. You're going to drop the ball. You are. You're going to drop the ball. 
if you try to do more than you can. And this is how we slowly get into these 60 hour work weeks, because instead of having a conversation and saying this is I'm not going to be able to get this done. We take on more work and more work. And here's the thing. Then we become the ones that build up the resentment from our employer. But we're allowing ourselves to be used. And we tell ourselves the lie that that when's the last time you think you're going to get fired? for having a honest above board conversation about your workload. Are you kidding me? Call the, you can call the EEOC right now. I need to have them call into the show. Like we have rights here. We have rights. So what is the reason that you are getting all of this extra work? Now, here's the thing, because I know I know the millennials are going to take advantage of this and be like, I was listening to the Leaderish podcast and Dr. Brandy said, eh, 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 don't do that. Because some of the millennials, you guys be you need to stay an extra three, four hours at the job. OK, throughout the week, you need to do a little bit extra more, because by the time you left for your uh, workout appointment and then and then your spa day and then you left early and, you know, it's, it's five o'clock, it's four fifty eight. Millennials are up out of there like, I'm sorry, I will not stay extra at all. Right. But but. You, you all know if you've been listening to me for a while um, this season, you know that I'm all about seasons, right? So seasons are important. There are seasons when you got to put in more work. There are seasons where you have to come in early and stay late. But but you shouldn't be in that season your whole life. That shouldn't be every single season, right? One out of four seasons, maybe two out of four seasons, maybe. But if 24-7 years and years and years and years of this, first of all, it's not healthy. Number one. And then second of all, what you're what you're not doing is you're not allowing that work environment to be able to be self-sustaining, to have systems and processes in place. Excuse me, because if you're doing everything, what happens when you're out? What happens when you're on vacation? What happens when you're you're out sick or some of you are thinking, I don't even go on vacation, Dr. Brandy. That's the point. You need to to help that company and that business that is making way more than you're getting paid. You need you need to help them uh, operate in a sustainable way. Everything can't be all on you. But here's the dirty little secret here is that you actually like working 50 and 60 hours a week because there are other things in your life that you're avoiding taking care of by being at work and being busy all the time. That's the ugly truth that I have to tell you. You like being there. You like being burnt out all the time because it's a part of your identity. You you like being, um, you know, seen by everyone else as the one that comes in early and stays late. You've made that a part of your identity and who you are and and there's something about even if even you don't like it it's like torture sometimes but there's something about you that actually still likes it enough to keep going on that pattern and it's problematic and you're not ready for leadership and if you're already in a leadership position I'm telling you right now you're not a good leader because you do everything you hog everything you don't delegate you you always perpetually feel like your team um, isn't good enough um, but you don't take the time to actually train them you're a workhorse you you take that workhorse mentality and and wondering why you don't have support when true leaders take a step back create systems and processes in place to be proactive a lot of you that are overwhelmed and overworked you are being reactive not proactive you're putting out fires instead of actually putting up some smoke alarms oh my god I think I think that deserved the full horns okay you know what I'm saying and so 
but but you always tell yourself that there isn't enough time to set up the systems and processes and blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Going back to, I can't remember if that was one or two episodes ago, you honoring and dishonoring yourself, period. <clears throat> and so let's not make it seem like my job has me working so hard and my job this and not. Let's not pretend that's you. There's a part of you that that works for you because I truly believe, and even psychologically, when you look at the research, come on, enough is enough. When people know that enough is enough, they change their behavior. If something truly doesn't serve people, it it really, they will not do it. They won't trust. But there's something in there. There's something about you. There's some insecurity. There's something that you're trying to make up for. There's something that you're trying to not address. There's something, there's something there. For why you're you are you are doing that. And so I know we didn't get through every single thing. <clears throat> well, we got through everything. But I think the purpose of this was was for me to orient you to this idea of embracing boldness, bravery and boundaries as a key to your success as a leader. We're going to have to get this straight first right now, early on in the game. We have to get this straight now, because if you're not willing to be bold, be brave or set boundaries, you're not ready for the type of level of leadership that you're that we're looking for, that the world really needs. If you're a scaredy cat, if you're a people pleaser, if if you don't know how to see your dysfunctions and re-engineer your environment, like we were talking about in, I think, episode six, you're not cut out for this. You're not. And here's the thing. Does that mean you're not going to be able to be a leader or whatever? No. How many leaders are working right now and managers and stuff are working right now and they're horrible and they're not on point and they're not effective and they're not efficient? I'm talking about the creme de la creme. I'm talking about the the top the top tier of leaders that we really need to change the world. Those that are willing to adjust their character and not just focus on their title. That's who I'm talking about guys. So, wow. And with that, I'm going to sign off for the day. You can reach me on social media at the Dr. Brandy T H E D O C T O R B R A N D I text me two one five six Oh eight five six eight seven with any questions or anything. I appreciate you guys for listening and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, Dr. Brandy, break it down just like that. Time to tune in to the Leaderish Podcast. Hey, let's go. The Leaderish Podcast.